Welcome to Lead from the Driver's Seat with Al Rattan. With over 30 years in leadership, Al is ready to share his struggles and successes to help you change your mindset and become the leader you want to be. Learn what it takes to be a successful leader and hear from other entrepreneurs as they share their leadership journeys. It's time for you to lead your team or organization to their full potential. Let's get started. Here is your host, Al Rattan. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Raise Your Bars podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Chris Baker. And for those of you that are listening to this podcast as we release it on Friday morning, uh, just uh, remember to wish Chris uh, good luck, happy marriage, whatever it is. He's getting married on Saturday morning. We're very excited for him. Uh, And of course, you can find our podcasts on our respective platforms and connect with us on social media. And today we're joined by a very special guest and someone who's become a friend and a mentor and a coach over the past number of years, Mr. Chris Robinson. And he is, so what's the official title? Executive Vice President for Maxwell Leadership, I believe I got that right. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Chris, we're honored to have you here. I mean, we've gotten to know you and your heart and your and your your way of doing business and life over the last number of years. As you know, both and I, both Chris and I are Chris Baker and I are are Maxwell certified members, and you're obviously our our illustrious leader. <laughs> and uh, we're grateful to have you on our podcast today. So, thank you for joining us. Oh, hey, well, I'm honored to be here with you today. You know, being able to know and see you guys over the past several years has just been amazing. The results that you're getting with your clients, um, the events that you're holding, the coaching results that you're getting, to see that and hear from you guys is just absolutely amazing. So what I love about you guys is not only just are you teaching this to individuals now and helping people, but your practitioners. There's a big difference between a philosopher and a practitioner, and um, you guys are practitioners, and any time that I can get around other practitioners, I'm saying, hey, put me in, coach. Uh, I, I want to chat. I want to learn. I want to grow. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris Baker, you want to you wanna jump in here for a moment? Yeah. I, I, again, thank you, Chris, for, for joining, and um, it it's it's an honor you you run my podcast a few years ago on my maximize your potential podcast and it's still one of the best episodes i recorded so when when <laughs> Al suggested we have you on i was like absolutely and uh you know how's pickleball going oh pickleball's outstanding uh, i'm playing uh four or five days a week and uh actually just won a tournament this past weekend and yeah, so uh exactly. pickleball's going strong i love love that game love that game it's <laughs> Good stuff. That's taking off here in Canada too, because we've had yeah. all sorts of people starting to do wanting to do pickleball on some of the courts here, and once the snow melts, that is. Right. Oh, with, yeah. with the, so this summer, people are already talking pickleball. So I may have to pick up that sport. As oh well. yeah. Well, don't do it. Don't do it. If you got any type of addiction, uh, this, this will, uh, <laughs> if you got an addictive bone in your body, this will take you in. It will take you in. Yeah. You probably use the exercise. <laughs> so, so Chris, we chatted a little bit before we hit record and we told you about the program that we put together with this raise your bars and bars standing for behaviors plus actions equals results, plus results and success. And really, and we say that success could also mean significance because that's one thing that John teaches us is that we don't want to just reach for success, but we really want to, we want to achieve that level of significance where we're impacting the lives of others. 
what would be your takeaway or your experience with having to ch- maybe change behaviors and actions in your own life to get the results and success that you wanted? Or maybe how do you think that this BARS program could actually, you know, benefit others if they went to work on themselves in this area? Yeah, well, I mean, I love the acronym and the formula that you guys have. I mean, because there's so much truth to it. When you look at behaviors plus actions, it's going to get results. Now, the thing I would probably add to it before that would probably be your thoughts, your thoughts. Um, And because you're going to always move in the direction of your dominant thought. And then now... You begin to contemplate behaviors. You begin to say, hey, what behaviors do I need to adapt? Do I need to change? Because anytime that you want something new in life, it's going to require new priorities. It's going to require new behaviors. It's going to require new thoughts, new environments. And so when I look at this formula, I go, oh, my goodness, it's accurate um, because this is the path. But I would go, hey, what are we thinking about first? What are we thinking about? Because where Mm -hmm. you are today – is exactly where you see yourself in your own head. Now, a lot of people say, well, Chris, I don't like where I'm at right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is that the image or the thought that you've been holding on to? Uh, My wife right now is very nervous um, because I just began a study on, you know, supercars and uh, (laughs) (laughs) she's very nervous because I I am a practitioner of what you guys teach. And so anytime that she begins to see stacks of books and new courses being bought, she goes, oh, my goodness, where are we going? Um, Because, again, it starts with our thoughts. Then we begin those behaviors. Then it's those actions. Then it's the results. And I'm telling you, um, there will be a supercar soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I think Chris, Chris as well with with this one of the things we we um teach on and and we share in our group as well is that it it really starts with that grand vision right so it's where do you want to be and what will that what will that look and feel like and why is that so important with you and then it's so so I think that's where the thoughts side of it comes in right is thinking yep. about that and why is mm-hmm. what will that look and feel like why is that important to you and then it's starting to put the behaviors and actions in today as if you've got that right. And if you live in that life and you live in those, those um, feelings. So it's a, it's a great ad that we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's one of those things I call it excessive familiarity, excessive familiarity is what I call it. And I, and I do this with everything that um, I want to get comfortable with or what I want to pull in my life. Some people say, well, if you just have it on a vision board, no, no, that's not good enough just to have it on a vision board. When you're trying to (laughs) contemplate thought, that's a great starting point, but you want excessive familiarity because right now that thing that you want is outside of your zone. Um, That goes from the shirt that you're wearing. That goes from, you know, the watch on my wrist. You know how long and how many days I went into stores and going, hey, that's the one. That's the one I want. Uh, I I would go into the store. I would talk to the person. I would um, I would buy books on the watch. I would watch videos on the watch. I would begin to study people that were. But everything was excessive in familiarity, because a lot of times when we say that we want something new, we can often repel it or self-sabotage it because we don't believe that we actually deserve it. And so if if you're not familiar with it, you'll repel it. If your body's not familiar with a, uh, a, a virus, what's it do? It repels it. 
mm-hmm. your body isn't familiar with something, it, it, it repels your mind, the exact same thing. If it's not familiar with it, it repels it. And so you have to get excessively familiar. I did it with finances. How do I get excessively familiar with it? I begin to write out, what am I, what do I want to make? What do I want to do? I begin to write about it. You know how many times I've written yeah. down a number, a number mm-hmm. over and over again. I mean, pages and pages. I, I've probably got a notebook behind me here with just pages <laughs> and pages with a number written out right. in, in different formats, in word format, in numerical format. Why? Because I'm getting myself familiar, excessively familiar with what it is that I want. Do it with restaurants. Okay, I give you an example here. There was a, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, but growing up, my parents would tell me things like, well, don't go into that store because you can't afford that. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and again, they were in their own best thinking in case one of my friends did something stupid or anybody got any dumb ideas as a kid. They were they were making the right call. But what I was doing as a kid is I was getting familiar with the places that I had aspiration to do. And so I would always place myself in the environment. Uh, I think about a restaurant that I went to a couple of years ago. And for whatever reason, I went to this restaurant and I didn't feel like I belonged. Now it was a very nice restaurant and um, you know, I could afford to eat there. I mean, for goodness sake, it's a restaurant. Okay. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, but it was a very expensive restaurant. And I thought, well, man, why do, why do I feel uncomfortable in here? Why do I feel like I don't belong? And so immediately what I did was as soon as we were done with dinner, I booked a reservation for the next week and I brought back some friends and they said, well, Chris, why did you come back here again? If you just came here last week, I said, because I felt uncomfortable here and I wanted to place myself back in the environment because I want to be comfortable here. So I took them. And then the following week I did it again. And so now that restaurant, that thought, that place as I walked in and now the waitress knew who I was, the, the door greeter knew who I was. They said, hello, what was happening? I became excessively familiar with the place I was uncomfortable and made it a part of my life. We've got to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point because so often I think that our, uh, you, right, you're, you're right, we self-sabotage ourselves by our thought process. I'm never going to, or I can't. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I heard actually, you know, Chris, I, I sent Chris this quote last night. I'm reading a book that was actually written in 1972. It says you have a choice to live in one of two worlds, positive or negative, a world where you can accomplish your lifetime dreams or a world where you can't do anything because of a million trivial, ex- trivial excuses that hold you back. Take right. the can't out of your life yes. by believing, by believing. Take the right. can't out of your life by believing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's solid gold right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it also, it, 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 um, again, it all fits in with the, the, um, the comment that, that we've shared before about life gives you, it doesn't give you what you want. It gives you who you are. Right. So I, I think that fits in, Chris, with what you're saying. Where's it going and live that life, be that person. Right. I was always told when I was growing up in England, like dress for the job you want, not the job you've right. got. Yeah. So again, it's that same thing of familiarity. Right. It's being that person. Um, you know, and, and, and again, I remember, Al, I remember when Giroux used to tell us, like, you know, be that person. And I was like, how can you be that when I haven't got it? And I was thinking too right. much into it. And so what I was doing, I was self-sabotaging, right? Yeah. So yeah. You, you stop that and you believe it comes from yourself with those feelings and emotions. And then you mm-hmm. start to believe it. Then you'll see it. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you have, it, it all starts there. It's like you have to sit in, I think about a picture where I used to uh, post a picture each year of me looking in the mirror and it was becoming Chris Robinson. You know, I am not the Chris Robinson that I'll be 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, but who mm-hmm. am I becoming? It's a choice in the direction that we want to go. And, and you have to own that as soon as you begin to think that and feel that I remember the day, I remember the day that I became a millionaire. Okay. Now this was 20 plus years ago that I became a millionaire. I was walking through Macy's at mid rivers mall in St. Peter's, Missouri. Okay. You've heard of none of those places as descriptors, right? And, and I'm walking through heard Macy's. Of Macy's. I, I feel, I feel like I, and I can see exactly where I was standing I was walking through and I was getting ready to enter into the mall, exiting Macy's. And then it hit me. I simply said, I'm a millionaire. Like in that moment, I can see back to that moment right now. I said, I'm a millionaire. And I said, and at that moment, I knew that was who I was to become. That was where I was going, but I knew it in that moment. I believed with every fiber in my body. I was, what, 20, 22, 23 years old, believed with every fiber in my body. I was built. I was called. I'm supposed to be a millionaire. And I remember in that moment, I stood in that moment and said, I'm a millionaire. And it was like, did, was it physically it was in fact. my bank account? No, it wasn't. Did it take years? Yes. But I knew in that moment, that's what I'm supposed to become. So I think all of us have a glimpse of what could be, but it's whether we choose to believe it or not. It's whether right. we choose to believe it or not. It's up to us. It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what most people, Chris, will say, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. But but we flip that and say, well, you'll see it when you believe it. Right. right? <laughs> you. you know, yeah. many people in that situation would have said, well, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, Chris, you'll be, you'll be a millionaire when I see it, but you, you saw it. Sorry, you believed it and therefore it came true, right? So you called it into existence because you believed it wholeheartedly. And so, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's not leave it at hocus. Let's not leave it at hocus pocus, though, because I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea of no, 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 a millionaire day. It it goes back to what you guys are talking about behavior plus actions equals the result. It's the bars. Okay. So you have to have that vision, you have to have that belief, but then. It comes right into what we're talking about here today. It's just bars. It's behavior, yeah. actions, and results. Now, right. there was lots of loss. There was lots of heartache. There was lots, lots of pain. There was lots of errors. There was lots of mistakes. All this stuff down the road. But through it all, I knew that I knew that I knew who I was supposed to become and becoming. Yeah. That, that's amazing. And through it all, you persisted, right? Oh, yeah. it. And I love that, you know, look, we, Chris and I reference obviously John's material all the time because we're passionate about what he puts out there. But, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. It yeah. may have been painful going through it, but it helped you become the person you are today and helped you get to the sure. level of success that you're achieving today. And, yeah. and you're and you're not stopping here. Right. You're not no, stopping. No. You have, this, this <laughs> I is, got no choice. I've, no. Got, I've got six kids. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and a supercar on order. <laughs> and a supercar. <laughs> and, and what? 40, 41, 30, 42, 40, how many? 40, 43,000? No, how many thousands yeah. of people on our team 46, right now? 46,000. 46,000 Maxwell yeah. Leadership Certified Team members that you yeah. uh, get the privilege and honor of leading. <laughs> and we're very grateful you're here for that. Yeah. Um, anything else we don't again we want to honor your time you've given us yeah. so much already <laughs> so much value already oh my thank goodness. you for that yeah um so chris should we wrap it yeah. up yeah any, any last moment any last yeah, thoughts yeah. Mr. robinson before you before i mean gosh guys this topic i don't know you i'll respect you guys time but this is a topic i can talk about all day long <laughs> yeah we get we get trapped into that sometimes we get i, I we love it I, yeah. I absolutely love it um, you know, but, you know, I guess to close out, I'd really say this because a lot of people are listening. And again, it's really not about hocus pocus of just if you believe it, then it'll come to you. You know, it requires work, anything that you want. John Maxwell says it best. He says everything worthwhile is uphill. Yeah. Everything yeah. worthwhile is uphill. But we oftentimes, as we talk about these actions, he says that we have this. We have uphill aspirations, but downhill actions. We have uphill aspirations with downhill actions. So we have to get our actions in alignment with our aspirations. And when those combine, when those combine, you'll begin to see more, do more, and have more in your life. Oh man, guys! I wish we had some more time. <laughs> I know we will. Alan and I can can talk for ages. We normally do as well. We yeah. go on because it, 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 and that's the that's the thing that we're passionate about this subject, right? right. And so it's not just that we pluck something and we say, "Hey, let's let's teach on this." We we teach it because we believe it, right? Because we right. we are practitioners, as you are, Chris, too. Um, we. Two, two things I just want to ask you uh, in, in closing there. One, if you were to recommend one book, right, this is going to be difficult, but one book to people that wanted to start growing themselves, what would it be? Yeah, and so that second, one, one book, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second thing, I'll give you time to think about the book. You see, the second no, thing no, no, is we got our listeners with a challenge, right? Yeah. What would be a challenge that you would set somebody um, to actually, again, start them on this, this path or, or um, move them further along this path? Yeah, so um, the book with would be uh, the 15 Valuable Laws of Growth. You know, this is one of five books that I read every single year uh, because it is the personal growth map. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's the checkup, it's the tune up um, of you know your direction of reading that book. So the 15 Valuable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell would be the book. The advice that I would give someone it would be a couple different things. Number one. Get crystal clear on what it is that you want, you see, because when you get crystal clear on what it is that you want, you get it every single time because all of your thought, intentions, and actions move in that direction. You know, the evidence of clarity getting you what you want is the shirt on your back, the shoes on your feet, the car that you drive, you know, the pen in your pocket, the microphone that you have in front of you. You had clarity of saying, hey, that's what I want, and you were able to get it. You know, the second thing that I would do is say that, Hey, if you're looking to grow in any area, you need three things. You need knowledge. So that means that you need to be reading. So you need need to be reading. You need to be listening to audio like this. You need to be watching video. But again, make yourself excessively familiar in that area through books, through videos, through audios, through courses. It doesn't matter. But get excessive about that. Get a stack of 10 books on any topic. And I'm telling you, you're going to get yourself very familiar with that. Inside of that second thing to do with that would be to get a coach or a mentor. 
Mm-hmm. You see, you don't have to do this alone. There's people that have already done what it is that you're trying to do. And so make that investment in coaching and or mentoring to have someone that's gone just a little bit further ahead of you in order to get you going there. And then the third thing that you need is you have to take action. You have to take action Absolutely. and it's not just reading about it. It's not just about getting the coaching, but then if you don't do anything for it, you can read about losing weight all you want. You can get the fitness coach and they can tell you all the exercise to do. But if you never do a single push up, you never do a single sit up. Nothing's going to change until you change. That's it, guys. Hey, that's that's awesome. Awesome. Mike. Thank you. And actually, yeah. drop Mike. And that, that's actually, you know, step one of our bars method because we have a five step program for the personal growth solutions and for the business growth area. And first one is take responsibility. And the last one is invest in mentorship. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to invest in that. And, and Chris and I always tell everybody, whether it's us or somebody else, just do something. Right. Just yeah. do something, do something, right? Right. So excellent. Chris Robinson, thank you so much. Once again, he is the executive vice president for Maxwell Leadership. And if anybody out there is listening to this and wants to join an incredible team, a movement, yeah. and join John's team, then reach out to Chris Baker or myself, and we can definitely steer you in the right direction and tell you all about the Maxwell Leadership Certified Team because yeah. it really is. We are, it is a movement. We're, we're, we're the legs to John's legacy. John just turned 76 years old yet young yesterday, right? The guy's still going strong. We love him and appreciate him. And we get to be around people like Chris Robinson uh, on a consistent basis. So again, Chris, thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to be with us today. Got it. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks for listening to lead from the driver's seat with Al Rutan. Al would love to hear from you. Reach out anytime at www.lrattan.com or hello at lrattan.com.